Hi guys, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I am Charisma O'Keefe. And every Thursday, normally, we are here telling you about business and balance and how to boss so hard and just try to make it through 2020 and all the other years because we've been around for five years at this point. We have. We are We are uh, in kindergarten in podcast years. Yeah, which is basically like being like it's like a master class in podcast years because it is. most people drop off pretty quickly. Um <laughs> I have to remind you at the top of the episode that we are on all the social media platforms. So please follow us there on Twitter. We're at heart hustle pod everywhere else. We are heart and hustle podcast. So that's Facebook, Instagram, all those lovely places. We have definitely grown our Instagram numbers a little bit this year. So I'm happy to see that. I love when you like actually reach out to us and tell us like that you listen because I, we don't know who you are. You know what I mean? So it's wonderful to like actually get to talk to you and like see who's actually listening. True, true. It's very fun to go in and see the interactions because sometimes it feels like we're talking to the void. Um, but then, like, we got our Spotify wrapped, which they do on for podcasters. Which and, is so course, exciting. It was so fun. Um, yeah, so it's like for Spotify, of course, we were on, on different platforms, but for their platform specifically, it's like you're in 14 different countries. We've actually gotten an email from our podcasting tracking service that we are like, popular ish in south africa so not like super like, like we're not like the top but it's like people in south africa really listen to this podcast which is fun so if you're from Does south africa tell us the other 14 countries um the spotify yeah i think i would have to pull a report i think i just clicked on like the rap like we all if you were a spotify user you got a rap about your own personal stuff and it was very similar to that for podcasters where it was like the little instagram story-esque like this is how it was. And it was only four slides or whatever. So it was very short, but I will yeah, go through and pull I would our love stats. to know what other countries, because I know we, we have a pretty good idea city-wise, but I, I really don't know which countries they would be at all. And now I'm like, let's do a country tour and go to different countries where people know and have listened to the podcast and meet them. That'd be fun. When, when COVID is done, because yes. I think it will be there. When we're out of the panoramic, we will be able to go <laughs> and visit the different places. Um, I love that they give a Spotify rap to podcasts. And I love Spotify wrapped in general. It's really funny to see like what people have listened to and everything. Did you see your top like uh like your top who you listened to the most this year? I did. Um so the person I listened to the most was was funny because David does his and every year it's the same person and I'm up his business streets but you can text him or like tweet him ask him um oh now I'm so curious <laughs> I, I if you if you know you know um so last year so I was trying to figure out who mine was and I truly was like maybe it'll be Megan Thee Stallion or something like that and then I remembered there was a Childish Gambino album that dropped this year you better believe that was my number one. <laughs> oh, really wow that's my number one is always really boring and it's the same one every year and it's also embarrassing because I'm such a nerd I wonder if you can guess what it is oh no I don't know please tell me I need to know it's, this is so I, lo I love hearing who people stand for okay so. it's uh, this is again you're about to like be like what is wrong with you um it's John Williams the composer <laughs> uh, who's made like all the soundtracks from forever um because I listen to that when I work because I can't really listen to like anything yeah. that has a lot of like lyrical content when I work because I will just hear the lyrics and then like write them down instead of like writing the words I'm trying to write so I listen to like a lot of like soundtracks and classical music 
And so every single year he's my top and everyone is always like, Oh, what's yours? Let me like, I want to look. And last year we were in person with people. So I'd be like in person, people would like want to show me theirs and be like, show. And I'm like, uh, mine's not cool guys. Like mine is very no. nerdy. My number two is vitamin string quartet. So very, that similar. makes me feel better. Okay. Thank you. I'm like, my number one is never cool. Um, Lizzo's always like the lot, like she's always in my top five and Beyonce's normally in there. Yeah. The launch was in my top five. I can't remember. Chloe and Hallie who, was my number three. That and made, also made because me, they had an album. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who rounded me out, but I know that it was John Williams, Beyonce, Solange and Lizzo. I cannot remember. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe Ariana Grande was it. I'll have to check. I have to like look through my route. Yeah. I have it open now. It's Childish Gambino, Vitamin String Quartet, Chloe and Hallie. Or Hamilton and Beyonce. Like that sums up my 2020 pretty accurately. But then I had more podcast minutes listening. I had 23,000 minutes listening to podcasts because if you've met me, that's mainly what I use Spotify for. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts on Spotify as well. Yeah. Um, It's really funny to me because a lot of people that I know who listen to very different types of music like no like people that just don't have the same types of music at all but a lot of people i know listen to a lot of ariana grande this year so i thought that that was really interesting that's very funny because she is nowhere near any of my tops i don't even think she has a song she may have i think one last time maybe in my top 100 and that's the only yeah ariana grande john song has that listened I listen to. to um whatchamacallit the song with her and lady gaga rain on me he's oh yeah oh yes yeah, oh that's yeah, i's favorite like <laughs> times this year so that was in his top and then another thing that's in his top that i think a lot of people wouldn't guess is that bts is in his top oh yeah bts is me, always in my top 10 too it was no surprise because like he listens to bts all the time like the other day like i wasn't in the mood to listen to bts and i was pouring candles but he was like working on um some sort of paperwork and so he's watching bts videos and i literally just like put my headphones on i, I like love BTS, that john is but... in the army that's so cute <laughs> i'm like i funny. love them but he's like on another level like he's like he's, he's an he's army a he is a, army. yeah yes is that what they're called the bts yes. army that's what he's in yes he is I'm like not a big fan but i like a lot of their music and yeah, i like, I like their them a lot john's just like on another level he pulled up bts on he showed my mom how to pull it up on youtube at my mom's house the other day that's great that's, yeah that's he's, he's, he's a hardcore fan they're cute they're very they're very precious like really adorable wholesome fun music i will and say that their live performances are like are so really fun. impressive yeah so i'm fun. just like okay they give like, me bruno mars energy like they remind me so much of like the way bruno mars captures a decade and like runs with it and makes it fun yeah that is the way i feel like bts does with the music they're inspired with like if they like a 90s like they did the 90s thing but um the new song dynamite it was very yes. much like the or 70s they really ran with that like whole theme of like being decades and da, 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 da. so they're real cute their songs are cute i really love their dancing i'm like i am a fan i'm just i'm not as hardcore as him but you know i am a fan but i'm sure that there'll be even more bts on my 2021 because we also like take each other's phones and play music through uh, google home and all that so it was funny because he was making fun of me for the john williams He's like, really? That's your number one again? And then it was like his number like four or something. And I was like, look, you, ha ha. And he goes, that's because you take my phone. Like, he's like, that's not me. That's still you. So he's like, you listen to it so much of it showed up on both of our phones. I was like, all right, I guess I'm a nerd. It's fine. It's 
I'm used to do it. <laughs> I would love to know, though. We should do a little post on Instagram and and you can maybe when we do our roundup episode because we do that's yes. coming up. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more. I about would love it. to know what everyone else is listening to as well because I'm always loving to get into new music and rediscovering old artists and that sort of thing. So. Well, friends, our episode is really amazing. Um, it is, it's great for us. <laughs> I mean, it's equally as great for you listeners, but it's exceptional for us. It was a thrill to record. So Yes, we got the, the group back together, got the band back together, took it back yeah. to the very beginnings of our podcast. So if you've been uh, listening yes. to us for the past five years and you've, or you've gone back and you've listened to those first episodes, you're really, really going to love this episode a lot because it is, you'll see you'll see it's awesome so all right friends well uh, as always rate and review on apple Podcasts. i'm actually gonna go log in apple Podcasts today and and read the reviews again because we talked about that earlier (laughs) so i should do that on a regular basis you know it is you know (laughs) it is what it is but thank you guys always for listening we are gonna continue having content i know a lot of people are going on break we're gonna have content for you yeah we're recording like two days before christmas so or you know, yeah, so. two days. Yeah. So we're the whole, we're not breaking. We're just going to go, just gonna gonna keep going to keep it consistent. You know, yep. we've been doing it all year. So let's just finish strong. All right. See you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are super excited because I feel like if you've ever seen the Country Bears movie, which I've seen several times, they say we got the the band back together. We got the band back together. (laughs) So we have our friend Melissa Bandera here who has just created a new business, JDS Creative Studio, and she's going to tell us all about her old business, her new business, everything she's doing. So Melissa, for those of us who are ignorant and have not listened to our podcast before and us mentioning you several times and being <laughs> on before <laughs> beyond explain to our listeners what you do and what your brands are all about all right so um hello there i'm melissa and uh i am owner of deli design studio i started doing web design about i think it's almost been like 10 years which is crazy and um that's my main business what i love doing it's all custom work for wordpress for shopify i work with a lot of small businesses and boutiques um i love working with boutiques they're definitely my favorite uh type of client to work with and then this year we launched and this is more like along with my husband with nick we launched uh jds creative studio and there we uh design and create uh squarespace templates um I we decided to do it separate from Jelly Design Studio just because all the work we do on there on Jelly Design Studio everything is custom and it's more focused on WordPress like I mentioned and Shopify. So Squarespace is a whole different beast and I just felt it would be better to keep them separate. So yeah, this year we launched that and I'm super excited about it. It's been a fun project to work on and just kind of learn that whole process of a different type of business. It's still web design related, but it is very different. Yeah, that was like a perfect, we've talked about pivoting this year a lot on the podcast because, you know, obviously a lot of us have businesses that 2020 hits and everything hits the fan and it's like, oh, this business might not be the best fit for what the world is going through at the moment. And so we've talked about like taking what you know and pivoting and doing something different. 
Um, and you have a business that actually like your original business still kind of, I think works for now, like for 2020 for this weird year, but you found a way to even still pivot and keep your own business. So that's like a perfect pivot. So bravo on that. Um, (laughs) and this has been like a weird year for business, um, and, and just for living and life and everything. Um, so like how, and what have you learned about managing your business in 2020? Because it's been a strange time to be managing a business. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it feels like a strange time to start a new business. Yeah. Uh, but actually, you know, the whole idea for JDS Creative Studio came because of 2020, basically, because one thing I realized was my business, Jelly Dine Studio, all the custom work, I was still getting work. But honestly, when the pandemic first hit, um, everybody was freaking out with, yes. which obviously makes sense. And just seeing a lot of people that we know either not having work, being furloughed, like there were all these things. And then I realized, I'm like, hey, I only have one source of income when you really think about it. I'm like, it's custom work. If people aren't looking to invest in a website or looking to invest in their business, which is 100% understandable that in 2020, people are going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to try to figure it out myself. So, you know, I kind of panicked, obviously, I think like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, for a while, I've been thinking about doing something like this. I just didn't really know how to approach it. I wanted to create a more cost-effective way for people to be able to have their own website but not have to fully invest in it. Because even, I mean, prior to 2020 and forever, you know, it's going to be some people are ready to invest and other people just don't have the money at the time. I mean, we've all started at, you know, somewhere. We've all started from scratch, you know, with our business. And you know that when you first start, you're trying to figure out how to do things yourself. And as much as I do think, you know, having a custom website or having a website that is created just for you is important. I also understand that it's not always your number one priority when you're starting a business because you have to make sure that you have enough, you know, money to invest in, you know, either this or that. So um, with 2020, I realized I'm like, hey, I only have one source of income coming in basically, which is my custom work. I've been very fortunate um, that it hasn't really slowed down. It's been just as moving as usual, basically, which is really good and awesome. But I did want to include something or create something where people that are like, hey, I'm starting a business or I'm just starting a blog. Not sure if I want to fully commit to something or fully, you know, invest in such a big thing. Um, I'm going to try to DIY my site. So that's where the Squarespace template idea came from. I realized, like, you know, it's just like, again, it's what I do. And I wanted to continue offering something that I am good at. Um, just because I've seen a lot of people that they'll start with one thing and then they go into like, whether it's courses or just anything else. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I'm not good at that. <laughs> so how can I create something that can still help people with their business? Um, but kind of where I can hand it off to them. So that's, you know, the idea for that came about with everything that is happening now. <laughs> And that's false because you are a great teacher. So you should yeah, give I'm yourself like, credit. When you lived here, I would constantly be like going to your house and I'd be like, what is this thing? I don't understand. And it'd be something that I would have like struggled with for like days. And then you would take like 20 minutes, like not only to like do it, but also like explain it to me in a way that it was like, oh, like this makes sense. And it was like not easy stuff, you know, but you have a really good way at just like explaining it in layman's terms and making it that it's like, oh, that was really easy. And now, you know, I don't feel so like stressed about it. So you're actually really great at teaching. Also, you do tutorials for your clients. And those are super helpful as well. And you teach really awesome on those too. So just pointing that out. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we don't do slander. (laughs) 
for all the tutorials that I've been doing, like for Squarespace mostly, um, I I have to create a script because I just like, I start panicking. I'm like, wait, you know, I need to teach them this and I need to do this. So I just figured like having a script made it a lot easier, but I do offer that for my clients for custom work. When we're done with a project, I do a tutorial. And that one's usually a bit more casual because I do have already a connection with the client. They know me. So I just mm -hmm. feel like it's a little bit easier and less uh, scary like than just putting a video on YouTube saying, hey, this is how you do this. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you know, that's what like teaching is like, you essentially do create a script because like John has to write lesson plans. So it's you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. I think that a lot of times we look at something and we're like, Oh, that's really hard. But then we don't even realize like, we're already doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, that's, you're doing it perfectly. Like you're writing a lesson plan, and then you're teaching it online. So you're already doing it. Yeah, put it on your LinkedIn, we'll all like recommend you <laughs> for, <laughs> for being a teacher. Um, and I like what you said about not having the funds to create or invest in something, but still wanting to get started. And I think that's such a barrier to entry for marginalized people to start mm -hmm. businesses is that the, start, the cost of starting up a business, especially an online business, is expensive when you, you don't have the means to invest in a website, domain name, the hosting, the platform, depending on what you're doing, the fees, the licensing, if you're trying to get a custom site, now you have a custom site, a custom web font, if your person's like me. So it's like, it's expensive and it adds up. And I think having an option like JDS Creative Studio, where it gives you a little bit more flexibility for you to A, dip your toes into it and start to learn on your own. And that way, when you do hire a professional, and I think this is helpful for professionals as well, because people push back on this. I don't want to work with somebody who is brand new a lot of the time because it, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of work. Okay. And it's a lot. It's, it's historically for me frustrating. But if someone started to do their own DIY thing and then they come to me because they understand the pain points and then they're ready to invest. And it's not like a oh I could just do it myself. They're like no I've already tried to do it and I don't have the I don't have time and patience here. I'm gonna pay you to do it. And I found that those clients are typically the better clients because they understand the amount of work and they value your services because they've tried to do it themselves. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, customers, the clients that I've gotten that, like you mentioned, that have never dealt with anything web-related, don't even have any idea. It's always a lot of hand-holding. I mean, you know, I still love them and I still help them in any way I can. But I just feel that the client will get more out of the whole experience of, you know, basically developing a custom site if they already have an idea of what will work for them or what doesn't work for them or what they want. Um, of course, the process, you know, things change from what they might initially want to what we end up, you know, creating. But it just, they know, they're already a bit educated on it. They've tried it out, like you said. Uh, a lot of people have come to me, they're like, hey, I bought a template, it's great, but it's time for me to upgrade my site. And, you know, they they value your time and respect the work that you do. Yeah, so what led you to starting, I mean, you kind of, tipped your toes into it a little bit and telling us, you know, 2020, but um, mm -hmm. anything else that happened that really led you to getting involved and you and Nick had both starting JDS Creative Studio? Yeah, uh, honestly, I wanted to create a type of income that was a bit more passive where I don't have to basically do, you know, from start to finish, I'm working along with a client and there's deadlines and things that have to be turned in. It doesn't just happen, you know, it's, there's a lot of, obviously I'm fully involved in time throughout the entire process. With uh, JDS Creative Studio, we wanted to create something that was a little more passive. There is still, obviously, you know, you need to still talk to the customer. There's the tech support part of it. But it's, you know, just something that kind of the income will start generating on its own. And I don't have to be there throughout the entire process from start to finish. Um, if a, you know, a customer has a question, obviously, they'll reach out to us. 
Uh, Nick's major part of it is he's the tech support guy. <laughs> Um, so I just want to try to create something like that. And like I mentioned before, like a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, create passive income by doing a course or by offering uh, webinars or things like that. And I'm like, for me, that's a little bit stressful. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't feel that I can provide, I guess, like this whole like extended e-course or at least not yet, maybe down the line, I'm not sure. But at least at this moment, I figured I'm like, I don't really want to do that because it just doesn't feel like something. I don't know. I just didn't see fully the value of it um, based with my skill set and what I can do. So that's why, you know, I figured this is something that is, you know, more of a passive income where people can just purchase. They get the template downloaded to their Squarespace account. We have a little bit to do in that process. But then after that, everything is handed off to them. So we created a whole video library that has a lot of tutorials showing them how to update their graphics, basically from start to finish, but they already have the the framework of it. So it's a lot less stressful for them as well when they're purchasing a template. It's not like they have to go in and install every single thing themselves. I love that so much. And I, I really love the idea of having multiple income streams in 2020, especially like I think that we've seen like how important that is. And I think that anyone who has like owned a service-based business and then, you know, switches or also owns product or digital product like you see like wow there is a big difference in the time commitment um mm -hmm. so i like that you said like it's it's mostly passive and that's i mean like i don't have digital products i just have products but that is what i have found as well it's not completely passive but it's like it's a big difference than you know kind of like day-to-day -day service based stuff where you're going to be talking to someone all the time or emailing with someone all the time so mm -hmm. i love that you found a way to do that and like, again, do a pivot that's not like such a massive pivot. It's something that's still so true to like the work you already like are doing, the skills that you already have. Like you didn't have to like really do anything majorly different to take a step in this direction. So it's so like smart the way that you did that. Yeah, I, that's definitely like something that was important to me to create something that still is what I love to do, which I, I love, you know, working with my customers, most of my clients and designing sites for them that are user friendly that you know, work well with their brand. So I wanted to find a way to still be able to offer that just where it's more affordable. And like you mentioned, like, you know, where I'm not as involved in it from start to finish, you know, they can obviously reach out to us, but it's meant for them to go ahead and create their site. That is so awesome. So obviously, Angelica and I have really like leaned into like our product based businesses this year. But I'm so interested in hearing like more about a digital product based business because that's I mean it's just people don't realize like there's a huge difference so what have been the benefits so far of launching a digital product-based business um well one of the best things is I feel that it's the risk like well financial risk isn't as big because when we way back when we had a design geek we would sell uh prints and uh t-shirts and a bunch of merchandise at uh, conventions so that was always a big risk because whenever we wanted to try a new product, like let's say, oh, okay, we're going to, you know, buy these Spider-Man wallets. <laughs> uh, we don't know if they're really going to sell. So it's always a risk because you are putting that money up front. With a digital business, you are investing your time because I spent a ridiculous amount of hours uh, learning how to edit videos, <laughs> uh, writing out scripts and doing all this, like basically the, the, the beginning part of it. So it definitely took a lot of my time. And I do see that as an investment regardless. And, you know, that is something that costs me because if I'm not doing that, I can be doing something else. 
but it just feels a little less risky because if let's say I create a template that just doesn't sell, that's okay because maybe template two will, you know, sell plenty. Um, but the financial, like basically risk on there is a lot less than having to have products because with products, you never know if they are going to sell. Um, I mean, when you're dealing with things like uh, print on demand, that makes it a little bit easier and less of a risk, but you do have, if you are buying things in advance or you're creating things like the both of you are creating products in advance, it, you know, always has a little bit of risk because you don't know if it is going to sell or if it isn't going to sell. True. And I'm like, why don't people just buy things? <laughs> 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 Which is, you know, that, that is what it is. I think that's the risk of having any product-based business is that people, you don't know, like that, that is a hundred percent the risk, digital or physical that you put effort or you may love something so much and you're like this is my favorite thing I can't wait for everyone to see this thing and you put it up and it crickets and like days will go by and then if you it's physical you have this inventory and if yeah. it's digital you have these files that sit on your thing and you're like yeah. oh maybe I can repurpose that and sell it to a new client or something I don't know can I tell so, you guys that like so for the candle launch like the candle that I loved like the most by far was Santa Baby and I, like I did an in-person event to like generate money for the nonprofit and like that candle sold out immediately but online like I was having the hardest time selling it and so I started selling out like every category all like all four of the other candles sold out and like I still had like a ton of Santa babies just like looking at me and I'm like what like I was so confused because I was just like this candle smells the best out of all of these like what is going on but it, it's such a specific type of like if you're not a chocolate person then like you're not gonna like it I guess and I mean thankfully it finally sold out because I was like I'm not bringing these to DC with me but it just like goes to show you like what you think which product you think is going to sell out isn't necessarily going to and you just kind of have to, you know, do your best educated guess. Like now I know for next year, like I'm glad I only did one. Let's just say I'm glad I did one like chocolate scented candle instead of doing like three. Because I have three that have notes of pine in them and two that have notes of mistletoe. And I thought that people would maybe be overwhelmed by those scents, but I guess not. So <laughs> it's definitely like a lot of trial and error, I think, with a with a product-based business that's in person. And like you said, like it is mm. a lot more of a risk because you know, if you don't sell it, then you have to discount it or, you know, figure it out just, you know, so yeah. it's, it's definitely, I think at least if it's digital files, like that's, what's great about it. If you sold one, then like, you know, okay, you got like a return on your investment, but you could also sell a hundred or you could sell a thousand and you don't really know how many you're going to sell, but either way, it's not like you have had to like physically, you don't have to physically have it in your workspace waiting to sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, like I mentioned with a design geek, we had that issue with so many things that we thought were like, oh, this is going to sell out because, you know, either the shirt is awesome or whatever it was. And then we just had a bunch of them. So, you know, I had like a bunch of like random Spider-Man shirts in different sizes that I would just wear because nobody was buying them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, and like you mentioned, I think Angel mentioned it too, was you can repurpose some of your digital files if they don't work out so you yes. know let's say you create a template like in my case let's say i create a template um and it doesn't really work out i mean i can always just really repurpose those files and create new designs out of them so mm -hmm. it's not it's not a huge risk in that part i don't really lose anything and yes i do invest time into making videos and a lot of you know kind of like things that go with it whether it's instructions and all that but 
honestly, you know, the way I see it, I'm like, I either I'm learning something from that process of as, whether mm -hmm. it was editing, editing a specific video or uh, kind of just writing out copy for that. I can always, all of that can just be repurposed. So I don't really see it like a huge, you know, waste of time that I invested because I can just find another way to use it throughout, you know, the business. Yeah. So speaking of websites, why do you think it's important for entrepreneurs, especially to invest in their websites, even if it is buying a DIY kit as you sell? Mm -hmm. I mean, your website is your business card. Um, I, I've had clients before that I go to their website and I'm like, how do you operate? <laughs> uh, just because they have, uh, I mean, I've had clients that they have the little floating text on their cursor or they have music and I'm like, okay, what year is it? <laughs> and it's time, whether, again, whether you invest fully into a custom site or you kind of DIY it, uh, but it is important because it's what people are going to see when, I mean, we all do it. You hear of a brand or you're on Instagram, you see somebody. Yeah, they might have an amazing Instagram feed, let's say, for example. But if I go to their site and it just doesn't work well or it doesn't look good, um, I'm not into it. Because to me, I kind of see it. I'm like, well, you know, you're not really taking this seriously. Did you just kind of put up the site to scam people? Because unfortunately, there are a lot of scams out there. Um <laughs> So, you know, I just think it is important to have something that is presentable. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, anything crazy. I've had people that are like, you know what, I just want a landing page because I just, you know, I want people when they go to my site, they see something, they see me, they see my product or my service, but I don't need to have, you know, 10 different pages explaining things. So, um, you know, it's not about like how detailed and intense your website is. It's just creating something that is basically that, your business card or your resume. When people go onto it, they can see exactly what you offer. They can see that you are legit. Um, social media is great, but I've also, in two recent cases, I've seen clients that their Instagram is deactivated and that's where they were getting most of their traffic from. Uh, so, you know, they were kind of like, oh goodness, what do we do? And um, luckily they were both able to get their accounts back, but it was just a good reminder for them. And also I see it, you know, a reminder for myself, like it is important to have a solid website, a website where people are gonna come to it. They know exactly what you have to offer um, besides just um, kind of, you know, being focused on your social media, which is important as well, um, even though I'm terrible at it, but, <laughs> uh, but your website is, you know, an important part of your business. It shows people who you are, it's like your location. If you have a boutique or, um, let's say boutique and you walk into it, you want people to know your brand, to understand what you offer, to see what you sell and what you're all about. So the same thing with your website, that's your, your online shop, basically, even if you're not selling something specifically, but it is where people go to learn more about you and get a good feeling, you know, of what you have to offer. Yeah. And I, like you said, platforms deplatform people mm -hmm. all the time. They're not yours. They do not belong to you. They, yep. you they change the right. algorithm on you. Like all these people complaining about Instagram now because the way it's affecting their livelihood, which I, I understand, but also you went into this knowing that Instagram was owned by Mark Zuckerberg and friends. Like I don't <laughs> understand what we're upset about, friends. So always invest in your own thing. Have your yeah. own website as a backup for whatever it is you do. If you don't use it, at least let it be there. So yeah. in case stuff doesn't demand, you have that backup. Yeah. Yeah. Even like I said, even if it's just one page with just a little bit of information, your contact info, because um, I get it. Not everybody, like I said, has the time or the funds to invest in a website. And 
some people are sort of kind of scared to invest in it. So, you know, just figure out what works best for you, whether it's, you know, DIY, whether find out what platform works well for you. Uh, try to make it basically as easy as you can. So at least you have something. I completely agree. So switching gears, I want to talk about working with your spouse because you and Nick have kind of worked together in different ways throughout the years. And now JDS Creative Studio is something that you're like completely doing together. Um, So what is it like working with your spouse and how do you balance your relationship and business? Because you guys still have one of those like super cute relationships. Like if anybody looks at like your latest reel, it's so so cute. I love it. And it's like, I love to see, like I've gotten a chance to like finally work with John for the first time really this year. And I love it. Um, But yeah, I'm like, I want to know going forward because you guys have technically done it on and off for years. But I think that in the past, it's been like something that's been more you've been the leader on the project or he's been the leader on the project. And I think with this, it's like, it's kind of almost like a perfect marriage come together of like both of your skills, you know? Yeah, definitely. With, um, like you mentioned with a design geek, it was really his thing. Uh, cause I can't draw, <laughs> uh, but I would help him with whatever else he needed. Basically, you know, we try to find, and this goes for anything we've ever worked on together. We try to find the, what our strong points are and focus on that. And then the other one helps with, you know, basically anything else that needs to be done. So with a design geek, really, I was the one that managed like the inventory. I did really, I did all the boring stuff, but, (laughs) and he got to design and create all these awesome things. And we would work together on deciding where, what conventions we would go to and things like that. Um, With uh, Jelly Design Studio for the past like year or two, he has been helping me a bit more behind the scenes. Um, on that part, he does all the boring things <laughs> uh, because he's the one that helped me kind of create and formulate my contract, my privacy policies, like things like that. He also does a lot of like the monthly maintenance for uh, clients that I have ongoing packages with. So he's the one that does all that stuff. Uh, with JDS Creative, yes, like you mentioned, we are working more together, like more on um, like basically something we both created from the beginning. And I do more of the design part, but he's also doing a lot of the um, kind of like how things flow. He's helping a lot with social media, which, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm really bad at. <laughs> uh, so he's been taking again, like we're trying to take the lead on what we are, you know, our skill set is stronger and focusing on that part. And then the other one, you know, does the other things. Um, he's written out a lot of the copy captions, things like that. He's, he's becoming like this Pinterest expert also, because we're trying to really focus our strategy on Pinterest. And um, he's just like, he's going at it. And I'm like, all right, do whatever you want to do. You're good at that. But honestly, at least um, for me, I love working with him. Uh, I probably drive him insane, but you know, he secretly likes working with me. Uh, but it's, it's really fun to be able to work with somebody like we just, we have a really close relationship. We, uh, he understands what I'm trying to do. So that always helps. Uh, I just, you know, I feel like it's always been a good partnership. We can bounce ideas from each other. When we first started with, uh, JDS Creative, uh, I was originally thinking of setting up cause I was trying to find what way to basically transfer over files for people to set up on Squarespace. So the one of the issues with Squarespace is it's not just a template file that you download and you can upload. You actually have to migrate it over. So I was seeing, you know, different ways that people were doing it. And one of the methods was they basically give you all the things that you need and you have to go in and input all the settings yourself. So 
originally I was like, oh, that's perfect because that makes it fully passive where I don't have to do anything. And then we started, you know, brainstorming and I was being a little stubborn <laughs> at first saying like, no, this is the way we're doing it. And, you know, he saw it from a different perspective and he's like, no, a lot of people aren't going to know how to do this or it's going to overwhelm them. And it's just not going to create a good customer experience, which at the end of the day, you know, you really want people to love your product, leave good reviews because referrals or good reviews are how people will find you and, you know, purchase from you. So I wanted to create a good user experience for them. So that's why, like, you know, after brainstorming and a lot of back and forth, um, like I said, me being a little stubborn, <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, you know, your perspective is you're seeing it from a different point of view because I was seeing it more as, well, you know, everybody should know how to do this. This is simple. And he's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> so we created a system where instead of having them install each setting, you know, basically going one by one and selecting the color for headings and the colors for this and that, we, you know, we found a way that we can transfer the site itself, the original demo site, basically, and then people can go ahead and update their images and add their copy, but they already have it installed. So it makes it a lot easier and a smoother uh, experience for them. Yeah, I think that makes, I mean, first of all, you, the four of you have the grossest marriages. Like it's just, <laughs> so can I tell oh, you gross. that the other day when I was going to go bring you your stuff, like, I was like, should I bring the coffee for David? Because John has coffee for David. And John was like, no, I want to bring it because, like, you know, I want to see David. And he's like, well, he's like, I guess you could bring it because, like, you know, I, I know that Angelica would probably enjoy the coffee, too. And, you know, they share everything because they're just like us. <laughs> and I said, baby, they're not just like us. And I'm like, you clearly haven't been listening to the podcast because Angelica has been dragging us for, you know, basically just being all, like, cutesy and stuff. <laughs> And then I told him about how you're always like, David is not my best friend. And John was shooketh. He was like, oh my goodness. Shook. <laughs> yeah. You heard, you heard his Pisces feelings. So. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I will miss having him here. Uh, he can come and bring David the coffee. We do share coffee. We do not have separate coffee because it comes from the same coffee maker. Mainly because we're cheap. David wants a Keurig and I refuse. Um, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like no we, we will not be investing in that but I mean to the, the point of what you're saying is that it does take a good communication good mm -hmm. relationship even if you're not mm -hmm. like it just being honest and working with your spouse is all about being honest and understanding critique and understanding that it's coming from a place of love and wanting to be better and bettering each other to level up to be better and not taking things as like a jab or like you know you saying I want to do it this way. And he's like, no, 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 this is not what the normal average everyday human wants. You could have been like, oh, well, screw you. I'll never do Squarespace again and walk away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't because you're, you're a reasonable human being and you understand that he, his intention for you is always for you to be better and understand mm -hmm. and for you guys to grow together. And now you have this amazing thing that the average human does need help with. We've done Squarespace, Squarespace sites before. I typically just go in and set them up. And then like five years later, I had a friend who I did her site was like, girl, how you put this stuff on here? And I was like, oh, you know what? I don't remember. Let's figure it out together. And it, it is a platform like that where you have to have everything set in a certain way for things to be designed and look a certain way because it's not like WordPress where you do all the coding on the back end, upload this template, and it's like mm -hmm. you walk away. With Squarespace, it's like if you move a block the wrong centimeter, it's like it's gone. It, it killed the whole design. It doesn't look yeah. right, and you got to go back and redo everything. So I, I think there is some benefit to what you're doing, and also the fact that Nick came from it from a you know a Nick eye, like Nick saying, if I need to do a Squarespace website from his you know outside of your eye, which is more technical. So 
I definitely think that's where you get the benefit of working with someone that knows you because they understand how you think, but also can mm-hmm. offer a perspective that's different than your own. Yeah. And I think it's beneficial to work with somebody. Like if you're working with your spouse, you have to have a spouse. I see this all the time, like on uh, entrepreneur groups and stuff, like people being like, my partner doesn't understand that like I work hard and what I do is of value, which it's like, it's wild to me that they're like, I've seen this so many times repeatedly, like over the last decade, so many people talking about this, but I think that to work with your, like, first of all, no matter what your situation is, if you never work with your spouse, your spouse should respect what you do and realize that you work hard and appreciate you. But if you're working with your spouse, your spouse especially needs to understand what you do, understand that it's hard work and like, be you know appreciative and respectful of what you do which like both of you have husbands that like when you're not in the room will sing your praises and have done so you know what I mean and I think that that's why like you've both been in situations where you could work with your spouses for a long time because literally I've had conversations with David and Nick about like how hard you guys work how impressive you are just how amazing you are and how in awe they are of like what you do so you know that that that's it right there the sauce. Oh, I feel <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so but what are you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna um, like reinforce on that that it's true, like it's important that uh, both you know, people, both the part everybody understands what each other does and mm-hmm. know that um, I know he works hard, he knows that I work hard, and we support each other um, from the beginning. Any crazy idea that I have um he's like yeah yeah sure go for it or you know again like he'll give me Mm -hmm. his feedback um and I don't have to always like the feedback and that's okay but from him it feels a little bit different than sometimes people are like oh you know um for somebody from outside to kind of you know comment about your business I'm like hey hey you don't know what I do (laughs) yeah (laughs) but with Nick I'm like you honestly do know what I do he um and it's funny because sometimes I talk and I'm like oh wow this client that I worked with uh five years ago she wrote to me and I mentioned her name and he's like oh yeah so and so I'm like how do you remember this like <laughs> mm-hmm. but he actually listens he understands the you know the, basically the struggles and all the good things as well of running my business so that's why I'm like I've always ever since we did work on a design geek together and then, you know, we work on little things here and there together. I'm like, I really want to create something where we're both um, we really understand what we're doing and we can work together on it. Um, I am eventually trying to steal him from his job so he yes. can work with me. Um, one day that will be in the future. <laughs> I would like I to mean, do the same yeah. with John so that we can like live in an RV and travel around the world because he works like weekends for me now, but obviously he's like tied to teaching during the week. And I'm like, this is not ideal for the life structure that I would prefer. Like I would like to be not chained to your desk. So that is my goal as well to have him work with me full time. That would I be feel like I can't even imagine what it's like to have a spouse with a job. What is that? It is so strange. It's really and this year has been great because he's been like home you know like we've both realized how like how much we love that because we are the type like during summers and stuff he's always he's always home and we are the type of people that like to be around each other all day and I I'm really like I get really stressed at work over like just like this the most simple inconvenience and I'm like you know spiraling and so having him home like my uh like mental health is is a lot better and I'm less stressed all the time too so it would be like a dream if he could work from home full time and this year has really shown us like yeah we both work better when he's when he's at Mm -hmm. home so 
yeah, working with your spouse is awesome. It really is. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite tools that you are using to manage your business says? I'm going to add both because I'm sure people are waiting to invest in new things in 2021. Uh, uh, well, I use, yeah, I use like a couple different things that like on a daily basis. Um, I mean, Google Drive is free, so it's not really a secret tool, but uh, I use it for everything. Um, Nick was being a little stubborn and it wasn't, he just kept emailing me files. I'm like, no, 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 no. Upload them on Google Drive. <laughs> so finally getting him into using Google Drive. Uh, but for us, it's been uh, just really efficient to be able to share full of files on there, make notes on it. Um, again, it's nothing like, you know, mind blowing, but it's just really something I use on a daily basis. And it just, I feel like it's helped with uh, productivity and just managing things. I know where everything is instead of like, oh, I have this file on my computer. I have to send it over to you. No, like we have, I like to have backups of things because I am a little bit paranoid. So I do have it on my computer, but everything gets uploaded on there. So that way he can also access it. Um, and before I wouldn't use it as much because I really wasn't working like in a team environment. Like I would send files to clients, but sometimes I use Dropbox or basically I'll send it however it was easier for them. But working with Nick more like this on a like team basis, daily basis, um, it's been useful to use that. Um, another tool, again, this one's kind of boring, but it's QuickBooks. Um, and, you know, I know, again, it's not a fun tool. Um, it's not super expensive. I know a lot of people kind of get scared about QuickBooks because they feel like it's really expensive and this crazy investment. Um, it really isn't because you don't have to update it every single year. Um, of course, it depends on what type of business you have. If you have payroll, more intense things, you probably do. But for me, I've had the same version for a long time. But it just makes it easier to record all of our expenses, income. I know spreadsheets are really awesome, and I love a good spreadsheet. But um, my accountant doesn't want to see a spreadsheet at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, they much rather be able to see QuickBooks and see everything that's on there because it just makes it a little bit easier for tax purposes. And uh, as much as I hate paying taxes, I always want to pay everything that needs to be paid and never have an issue with uh, the IRS. So for me, Quick, QuickBooks has been, I think, something that I invested on since I first started Jelly Design Studio because I said I'm not going to play around with this. Uh, also, I worked um, in a bookkeeping uh, firm for a couple years way back, so I've, I was already familiar with it, but it is pretty easy to use. So I personally love it. My accountant loves it, so it makes everybody happy. <laughs> Yeah. And isn't QuickBooks cheaper than Creative Cloud? <laughs> like, if you had the actual non-student or discounted Creative Cloud license, I think it adds up to be way more than using QuickBooks on at least the cloud one or the one that's online. Yeah. Because... I mean, if you're doing the one online, yeah, you do have to pay, I think, like monthly, but it is cheaper than that. I, yeah. I don't know the price now, but I just have, I bought the software like, yeah, like yeah. a few years back. I think I even went to like Best Buy and buy it. <laughs> Um, like, no, I went to Circuit City. <laughs> That's how long it took. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, so I just bought it instead of having to do like the online one. Again, yeah. that might be beneficial for somebody who has a bigger team who might have multiple people on QuickBooks, but that part is really just, it's just me logging in. So uh, for me, just having like the one user, you know, desktop version of it works well. And like you said, it is, it's cheap. It's not expensive and it makes the, uh, such a difference when you're recording stuff. It also, it's just nice to be able to see these reports and be like, hey, look, I made 20, 20% more than I did last year. So it's mm -hmm. definitely like a nice little like encouragement. <laughs> yeah. 
I think people sleep on actual financial reporting because mm-hmm. it's scary to them if they're not doing well. I think that's a hundred percent like you don't ever want to know you're doing poorly. And it's like, I can yeah. be blind if I use a cute like SaaS program that's really fun and bubbly and whatever. And it gives me good feelings. But the reality is if you're trying to grow a business, a scale business, or this is your livelihood, you mm-hmm. need to be, you know, you need to understand your growth. You need to understand your margins. You need to understand how much everything costs. You need to understand how much you are going to forecast to pay in taxes. So you know how much to save. Yes. Even in those general, like, you know, percentages doesn't work for everybody. You really need to know, get an idea of what you're paying every quarter. So you know how much to save yeah. every time you're working with someone or getting some income put in. So I think it's, there's so much to be said about having an actual accounting system versus just sending invoices from PayPal or Cash App, God forbid, and praying that things work out at the end of the day. Like it won't, <laughs> it just won't. Please don't do that. No, it, it's a mess. And it's like, at least for me, I get paid through different ways. So I get paid either PayPal, uh, people send me through Venmo, through Zelle. Like there's so many ways that people, yes. which yes. is awesome because it gives your customer uh, the option or whatever is easier for them. But if I were to just use that, I would have to like at the end of the year, just pull so many reports, try to mash them together. It just wouldn't make sense. So, you know, for me, I just kind of do it like on a monthly or every two months I go in, pull those reports, but it's a lot easier because, um, you know, you're not looking at a year's worth of transactions from three different reports. Yeah. I'm just getting that month. I put it into QuickBooks and we're good to go. So, you know, it just makes it a lot. And like you said, I, it's, true i think a lot of people sometimes don't want to really see it um just because you know i've heard you know conversations with people they're like oh you know i made x amount of money this year um but they're talking about sales they're not really talking mm-hmm. about you know the, the real profit and you know especially at first it's scary or i'm sure 2020 you know it's it's scary to see like at first i was like oh, i don't even want to see my numbers i'm good but <laughs> <laughs> but it is important because i create like different I have my different service packages on there so I can see what works well and in the past I've done the same that I see I'm like wow this year you know I really did well with having like a monthly maintenance package because I got a few clients I was like I've, I didn't offer that before but last year I started focusing a little bit more on it and I was like hey this is a great way to kind of create you know this income that I know I'm getting each month with these clients and that seeing that report, seeing the numbers is what made me make the decision like, okay, I'm going to continue getting more clients like this on an ongoing basis. Also, you need to advertise that more because I didn't know that you did that. Well, um, honestly, I just kind of advertise it to clients that I've already worked with and clients that I really Mm. like. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because that's such a good, like, let me tell you, like as someone who just no longer wants to ever see the back of a website for the rest of my life, I've seen it enough and I'm done. Um, That's like something that's just so like, I will always throw money at people and be like, just make sure it doesn't explode. I don't want to see it again. Um, So yeah, that's such a good, I think that's such a good thing for anybody that has that skill set to add to uh, what they do because yeah, like I, you, you know that I can explode my website. I've done it before. So <laughs> I have come to your house and been like, I don't know, it's gone. I exploded it. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it's definitely, and again, like that's something that you like, it's smart though, that you do it with clients you like, because then you're working with them all the time. Yeah. That's why I decided to do that more with, because I just started offering to a client after once and I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then, you know, it kind of went from there, but I do focus on doing that. Uh, on, you know, just having clients that I really have a good connection with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that other clients I might not offer to them. It's not that I didn't like them. I just felt like the connection might have not been there. 
Yeah. Um, so if I'm working with you on a monthly basis, we need to email. We're always, um, yes. most of my, you know, monthly clients, like I, I'm like, Hey, if you really need something urgent, just text me. I won't say that to any of my regular clients because that mm -hmm. would be way too much, but yeah. it's, different. I think to me, it's like a different relationship. Um, and it just really, I think it almost like it develops into really a friendship, yeah. uh, which I think is awesome. Cause I like working with people like that, where I know we can get along and you can send me a quick text or you know, whatever it is you need, um, it can be done. So I try to focus for that type of service to do it more with people that um, just have a good connection with and that I like what they do. So I just feel it makes it easier for me to work with you um, on that, you know, on that ongoing basis. So what are your plans for the future of Jelly Design Studio and JDS Creative Studio? And how can our listeners support you? Well, for Jelly Design Studio, I um, am planning to start doing a bit more tutorials just for the blog. I mean, it's not anything, you know, service-wise, like a huge change, uh, but I do want to start doing that a bit more because I have seen, you know, it's working for JDS Creative to have all these tutorials, and I feel it's useful. It helps people to understand that WordPress isn't that scary because um, one thing that I noticed that clients tell me at first, or like when we're done, actually, they're like, wow, this process was really great i didn't think i didn't think i could handle wordpress and i'm like it's fine it's not it's not that hard you know it has a learning curve like everything but i feel like educating people a little bit more on wordpress and showing them how to do simple things that might seem daunting uh just would add some value to my website and to the blog section of it so that's kind of the plan for that uh, i just need the time <laughs> and for jds creative studio uh right now just going to continue doing uh adding more templates to the shop. Uh, currently, all of our Squarespace templates are for 7.1. Uh, just wanted, I wanted to focus on one of them because there's two versions. We have, there's two different versions of Squarespace. There's 7.0 and 7.1. So we focus with 7.1 just to make sure we got all the videos for like our Squarespace uh, library for customers. So they have, you know, detailed instructions how to do everything. Uh, and down the line, uh, I'm hoping by like quarter one of next year, we'll start launching, rolling out some 7.0 templates. Because uh, with Squarespace, one of the issues is you can't upgrade your account if you already have your website. So if you have a 7.0 website, you really can't use a 7.1 template or you can't easily upgrade to that. So I want to offer an option where somebody who already has all their content and all their website, you know, all their files already on 7.0 that they can uh, still use one of our templates. And from there, uh, we'll see. I'm also planning on doing some like social media templates. We've been using a lot of Canva for all of the template, the current Squarespace templates so people can easily update their graphics. So the other plan is doing that, including so we can bundle uh, some fun social media templates so that all the branding is consistent and they can go ahead and, you know, update those things and use uh, for all their platforms. I love this. I love all of it. Um, you can do no wrong in my eyes. I, am, <laughs> I, people, I send people or refer people to Melissa. I feel like all, every other day of the week, I'm like, oh, you need Shopify? Go to Melissa. She's like, I'm in a group and it's our last week of our class or whatever. And somebody was saying, oh, I need Squarespace. And you had just, I, mean, I don't even think it was the launch. I think you had just sent it to me. For JDS Creative, it wasn't out. And I was like, here's the link to this website. You need these <laughs> templates that this person has said nothing about. So uh, I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited to see the growth and the potential. The, the platforms are growing and changing. And the fact that we 
continue to invest and learn about these platforms. I think platforms speak about us loving our, you know, career and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And you could easily say, you know, I gave up on this because now there's too many, but I think the willingness to invest your time and learn it so that way you can teach it is the reason why people hire you and come to you because you are continuously learning and growing with your business versus being stagnant and kind of being us being grumpy old people on the couch being like, I remember when WordPress, you had to like upload this and you didn't have style fonts and better than Google fonts. But like, who is that helping? It helps no one. So um, I'm excited about 2021 and the benefits and the things you're doing. And I think our listeners can gain value from using your Squarespace handbooks or even working with you on their custom sites because you are so kind and so much nicer than I am. Um, <laughs> By the way, I feel like I want to have like an episode in 2021 where we just talk about platforms. And yes. because that's something that even to this day, I go back and forth of like, which I'd rather deal with through Squarespace and WordPress. And right now I have like certain mm-hmm. sites on one and certain sites on the other. Um, and, and that's just not just those two, but also like Shopify, like I have, I technically have a Shopify and I have, um, Squarespace and I have WordPress. Right. But it's like a lot of people don't want to have all three because then they have to like learn all three. So I just think it'd be great to kind of just like get into it. And like, honestly, like I'll kind of like interview y'all and be like, let, let me know from your perspective. And then I'll let them know from like the person who doesn't want to see all that in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Let's so that's our it. that's our 2021 plan. Uh, Melissa, what is your Instagram? Where can people follow you? Uh, for JDS Creative, the website is jdscreativestudio.com and Instagram is jdscreativestudio. Then for Jelly Design Studio, it's jellydesignstudio.com and the same for uh, Instagram, Jelly Design Studio. And for like on the JDS Creative Studio page, I'm trying to, like I mentioned, uh, share a lot of Squarespace stuff. So if Squarespace is what you're into or what you want to learn, I'm definitely pumping out a lot of content for that. Eventually, I'll have stuff for WordPress and Shopify, but um, that's a process. So, <laughs> well, we're excited and thank yes, you for coming on and you. educating us and helping us learn all the things that we did not know before. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm always a little bit nervous about doing any interview, but um, it's fun chatting with you because it's just talking with friends. Exactly. That's I don't even let Angelica tell me the numbers. I'm always just like, let's just chat and let's pretend no one's listening. I'm just learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye.